Hey y'all, welcome back, 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 back again, again, again to another episode of Romantically Lit, a podcast hosted by two undercover hopeless romantics who discuss different black romance novels across the diaspora. I am Hannah. And I'm Odelia. And today on this episode, we sunset our review of Tia Williams' buzzworthy novel, Seven Days in June, by discussing the final chapters. If you're joining us here for the first time, please be sure to tune into our other three episodes on Seven Days in June because we'll be sharing spoilers and why would you want to ruin that for yourself anywho on that note let's take this final ride together why'd you laugh <laughs> Because I was like, there's just no way. Okay. You Here have we are. too much fun doing those intros. I don't. They come from the top of my head. I don't even think about it that much. It's me adjusting everything else. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome back to the mm-hmm. final time that we're gonna be talking about. Um, wow, that intro is me a little flabbergasted. I cannot lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you know, you know. If you don't you don't shout out uh don't jealous me <laughs> but um uh yeah seven days in june the final chapters Ooh, i was like oh and uh, ooh, you know it was oh it was very sad yeah so many um, emotions look at you <laughs> every week tia williams takes me back and forth and back and i can never just sit i can't lie because of the back and forth everything and the way in which i read the book i just I didn't feel particularly joyful at the end. I was a little bit disappointed. Underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah. Underwhelmed is a better a better term. I was I was not looking for this type of ending, but it's what Tia Williams provided us. So hey, we move with it. Anywho, so where did we last leave our couple? I think they were in the kitchen or in in Ava's home doing all kinds of grown up things, right? I actually have very little. Wait, no, they weren't. They no. were. They were at James Baldwin's house. They were in James Baldwin's house doing, doing sinful, doing things. adult things, sinful adult things. I wouldn't say it's sinful, but you know, they on were doing the sleeper bed that James Baldwin slept on. Yeah. Um, and they had a great time. I think this is when they said "I love yous" as well. Like it was a very cute ending <gasps> yes, moment for that chapter. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. We we were happy about that. So now we start off in Saturday. So this is yeah. the very next day. Yeah, chapter 22 is Saturday. Chapter 22 is Saturday. And we are getting, I guess, the couple hours before Cece's party. Because she did talk about um, in previous chapters that she was going to set up a party for all like the prominent Black authors and essayists and poets um, just before right. the Liddy Awards yeah, yeah. that are happening on Lydia Sunday. Liddy Awards is crazy. I know. <laughs> Every time I read it, I'm just like, now who? You know what? When I read it in the book, it didn't, like, I didn't clock it. But now that I heard you say it out loud, I said, wait a second, Lydia Awards? Yeah. Absolutely not. The Lydia Awards. (laughs) Very cute. I like it. Um, So. Cece, as we remember, actually set up this party so she can have Shane and um, Ava reconnect and do the little thing thing. Um, But so this is I think she sent the invite. So Cece is a big planner. You know what I mean? Like I would love her to plan my events, every single one of them. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs. I don't 
I'm not Jewish, but you know, so if I was, a, a if I was, I would want her to, <laughs> okay. to plan it for me. Um, and she sent out invites eight hours before the actual event, which is risque. But because she's such a prominent person, People I guess anyways. Every, you know they RSVP, they they showed up, and yeah, we're at the party at this point. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of things going on. Um, it's very. It's very extravagant. I, I think Cece got one of the, the best caterers around and they're, you know, they're going around with champagne and, I don't know, hors d'oeuvres and all that kind of fancy stuff. I don't understand what this party is. Is it a day party? Is it like a, a barbecue? A barbecue? I, think it's, uh, I think it's an afternoon party. That's what I'm sensing from it. What are we celebrating? We are celebrating black literature a day before the Lydia Awards. Okay. It's a gathering. Okay. <laughs> it's a gathering of like minded people coming together and like just sharing. Yes, like minded. And sharing <laughs> ideas about metaphors and similes and Merriam Webster. So at this event, um, of course, this is post um, love making. James Baldwin's house. <laughs> post James Baldwin's house. And Ava is really excited about being there. And I think she texts. Um, Shane saying, hey, are you going to be there? He's just like, yeah, I'm going to be there. So I think she's getting all giddy and she's really excited to see her man. Oh, um, yeah. And at they're the party. Like, so should we like avoid each other? Yeah. We, like everyone in the room is going to know what y'all were doing. I know what you did last summer. Ooh. And a, ooh. Um, and also Cece is actually going to be accommodating the black authors who have kids. So yeah. Audrey is coming with us and she is going to be the babysitter for some time during the yeah. event. Uh, which is great. I don't think she's qualified, but you know, <laughs> she's the eldest one there. I mean, she's 12 and everyone else is like zero. I was thinking about that too. I was like, Audrey doesn't seem like she has like experience with younger no. siblings, younger cousins, nothing. nothing. I don't, Cece doesn't have kids. Belinda doesn't have kids. So who, how does she know who to watch or how to watch? She, um, she doesn't know anything. But they do have a nanny or an au pair or something. Coming. An au pair. Oh, my God. I That's feel like so au pair easy. is just like fancy word for nanny for yeah, rich people. Yeah, it is. But I think au pair just sounds better. My au pair. Catherine. Really? Okay. Um. <laughs> so, Ava arrives at the party. And obviously, Belinda and Cece spot her. And all over her face, what do we see? We see sex. She we has see sex the... on her face. <laughs> She has the good morning, guys, Glow. <laughs> good morning. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, we know why. Anywho. Um, and she's happy. She's so content to be with Shane. I think after, you know, her mom revealing that, you know, it's actually her fault that Shane ended up going into prison. Um, they have just, you know, they're just, they're making up for, a, for lost time. And I think, you know, she's just like so excited to be walking around knowing that she has love by her side and it's cute for now, for now, there's always something coming up. Um, and so like, they just, they just go around. I mean, I guess this is Cece, Belinda and uh, Ava. They're just chatting, chit chatting. And of course, like Ava is just telling them like, yeah, you know, we have been doing it like rabbits all week. You know what I mean? In we James Baldwin's house. In Stop saying that. All right, That's whose house Bald it is. It is. Because then Belinda said that she's always wanted to run around naked in Langston Hughes' house. She said no, no. She didn't say run around naked. She said she wants to touch herself. <laughs> like you people don't. You don't know any limits. <laughs> that is so disrespectful. Respect those authors. 
those activists. But to be fair, though, how do we know James Baldwin and Langston Hughes weren't up and down the house doing <laughs> You're probably right. And how do you know the ghost is still not there? That's what I'm thinking. They're roaming around saying, There's- what are y'all doing here? <laughs> Mom, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what if James Baldwin's just chilling, trying to like write a ghost story, and in comes <laughs> these two, you know? And he's just like, I did not suffer no. for this. <sighs> um, but um, Belinda's also dating a 24 year old who works at a I don't remember where girl a, a cervix a Target. But he sounds very much like he has coins in his head that jingle. Yeah, because he just says, "Yeah, chill." vibes he says one yeah. word ask him a question where do you work there <laughs> and it's like did you get dropped as a baby i don't understand like i think belinda was a little bit embarrassed she's like no can you go get us drinks honey <laughs> no because why would you bring your sneaky link who That's only true. says one word to as hannah mentioned this literary lit party yes and he doesn't sound like he himself reads um like what crazy very crazy um but yeah so it's not just the girls you know they're just talking and catching up and stuff and i believe does shane walk in in this chapter yes so shane walks in right when um i almost said audrey right Mm -hmm. when ava's telling the girlies um what's going on yeah and even one of the other influencers like booking where she's like i don't know what they said they were like I don't I remember, know. There was a there was a phrase that they use, something like a dump truck or something. Yes. Oh my god. So essentially, I think it was either Belinda or Cece making a comment that girl, you walking around like you got hit by a dick truck. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And they're like, and she's like, what dick truck? And they're like, no, I meant dump truck. Yeah. And I was just like, maybe we should have sent this over text. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the funniest thing is that how this chapter is kind of written is that. Tia Williams ha- is sort of like going around the room about what different groups of people are thinking yeah. about Ava and Shane. Oh, no, no, no. That's not yet, though. Is it not? No. Oh, well, anyway. Because you're right. Right at the end of 22, he comes into the, the party and yeah. everybody turns like, Shane Hall, Shane Hall. Oh, my God. Shane Hall. Oh, my God. It's Shane Hall. Okay, oh Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mysterious. Anywho. Um, and then I think the way this chapter ends, so it's just basically we're at the party. And then um Audrey is getting sick and tired of babysitting these young kids. Like she feels like she wants to be an adult and she wants to, you know, hang out with the adults and have her little sprite with nothing else in it. Just it was sprite. a Shirley Temple. It's a sprite with grenadine. I thought sp- Shirley Temple had alcohol in it. You can get a virgin Shirley Temple. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is. All I know it has that that young child, that young actress who was being. Used I just see and her used. Don't say that. Shirley Temple. That, I think that's where it's from. I I just see her dancing. Really funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want everybody to know is I doing the dance as I'm saying it. Like yes, you know you what are. I mean. Like the black and white. And she's like tiny, and she. You know what? I'll show it to you later. But, okay. Um, <laughs> um. And she's like, I need to escape this popsicle, and moves on. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I forgot what the term is. It's you. I need to blow this popsicle. Stand. <laughs> I have to escape this popsicle. <laughs> And, and so she's like, nah, I need to go hang out with the grown-ups. And that's what she does. She leaves the, the kids and moves on. I hate the, the fact that she diagnosed some of the kids with OCD. That was hilarious. ADD. Like, my and girl. And she said attention disorders. Uh, another attachment. Person. And I was like, issues. girl, you've got attachment issues. Exactly. Like, <laughs> um, and then the nanny, the au pair, is asleep. 
<laughs> she's she like me. She's sleeping on the job. Girl, I would be asleep too. All these kids running up and down, they, they kids wear you out. So I'll be tired. Yeah, but she's paid to be weird out. Girl, if I could be paid to sleep and do nothing, that's what I would do. Okay, so um even before we move to chapter three, or maybe not, I feel like I skipped something in my notes. But I don't even remember why I wrote this or why he had said, mentioned it, but Shane had mentioned all through the next couple of chapters, though, he just keeps mentioning how happy he is yes. and how he's starting to feel this sense of family with mm-hmm. Audrey and with Ava mm-hmm. um, and even with Cece and stuff. And he's never had that. Of course, we know he's never had that stability. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he mentions like he hadn't shed a tear since the morning in D.C. a thousand Junes ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, black men, please cry. Like, it's OK. Like, personally, I hate crying myself, but sometimes you just got to do it. Like, there's no reason why you have spent 15 years and never cried yeah Um, very sick at the same time though he's getting a call on his phone from ty ty who he spoke to in the morning and they had come to an agreement that he would not go meet the girlfriend her his sister's boyfriend for the recording studio Mm -hmm. but now ty is calling him and he, he, to be fair, he's not in the space where he can answer the phone and whatnot. And um, I guess chapter 23, before we even get Audrey coming upstairs, he is trying to um, get to Ava because everybody's talking to him. Yeah. But everybody can also see that his eyes are on only one person. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start getting the people around the room who are like, oh, my God, I saw I saw Shane Hall one time in 2008 and he hit he punched himself in the face. And I I don't like Shane Hall. And yeah, why would he choose Ava? Like in the little conversations around the room. And, yeah. But everybody knows who they're talking about. And Khalil's there, too. And he's like, "Ugh, Shane Hall. Khalil is jealous <laughs> like his insecurity shows so brightly in moments like this yeah um but we've always known that about him anyway um but yeah you're right they go around everyone's around the room you know talking about shane and ava shane and ava which is cool you know what i mean mm-hmm. let them talk about us <laughs> me and my man me and my boo thing <laughs> um and i think also there's a weird w- waitress that is moving around you know what she's not weird I realized after I read it. She's not weird? No. No, she's weird. But do you remember when they went to the dream house? I yeah. feel like it's the same girl. It has to be. The same redhead girl who was at the dream house and saw them. That's fine. But you're a stalker now. Okay, but let's be honest with ourselves here. Let's be honest. I think honesty is fair. Let's say you were working an event. Okay. Same job. Waitress. Freaking LeBron and Beyonce. Those people don't mean anything to me. Beyonce does. But (laughs) let me tell what I'm not going to do is just start gawking around and being like, but you you need that picture for the group chat. No, I need it. The beehive. You need that photo. So so Parkwood can come after me. What they tear me down? I don't know. Take me home. All I'm going to say is, here's what I'm not going to pretend to be a good person, y'all. That's okay. I would her, take the photo and I would immediately go, guys. The rumor's true. Beyonce and Jay or LeBron and Jay and Beyonce. We know what they do. Allegedly, I've seen it. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no disrespect to you, Savannah and uh, Sean Carter. No disrespect to you, Savannah. <laughs> you see how it has to said Sean Carter. I could have been say Jay Z. Sean Carter. <laughs> 
I could care less about disrespecting <laughs> you. Well, he gave us lemonade. You know, it was his, he, he, it was his treacherous stop. ways that gave us lemonade. We moved. Anyway, would you so, have rather not had her, you know, be traumatized? And, you know, let me tell something. The most traumatized people make the best love music. Like, it's crazy. Adele, Beyonce, Fergie. I'm joking. <laughs> Fergie got nothing. I'm Fergie <laughs> got nothing. I know. My hum goes hard in my Listen, heart. Listen, you know what? That is that is poetry right there. Um. Anywho, so I think it. Okay, it does. It's not weird in the sense of like you're a stan of the curse series. So obviously, when you see your favorite author around, you're gonna like try and like you know take snaps and all. But I think it's. I think I'm just kind of like this is weird. I, it's just kind of weird. Like maybe ask for a picture. You know. But what I'm mean? working. But you're working. If I was at my <laughs> job right now and Beyonce and I heard Beyonce's outside, I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel like we're we're even comparing too big. So okay, Genevieve is a is an author. Shane is an yeah. author. So that would be the equivalent of us seeing like I don't even know. I guess like Tia Williams and like Ta-Nehisi Coates come in. Yeah. And if I was like a Tia Williams stan, like I'm running you know the per hashtag like my twitter name is like the perfect find one it would never get me i could never do this man i would you know i'm not gonna lie to you i would be like fams would you be screaming and family shouting? yeah but you know the things that no when- i wouldn't be screaming and crying and crying i would ask for a picture eventually you would ask for a picture you would secretly take i would it. take a picture and be like guys oh, the way wow. i just saw tia williams with ton hosty coast that is who she is basing Shane off of. <laughs> Case closed. I think, you know what I... Okay, this is how... This is me, personally. When I do admire somebody, you know, who is almost, like, untouchable, like, let's say, Tia Williams in this in this case, I, out of respect, because you've done so good and you have made me feel a certain way, I'm going to be very, like, polite and professional about it and say like hey can i get a snap of you no for sure but i'm not gonna like secretly start taking pictures of her skirt and like you know what i mean what she's Why? wearing who she's hanging with and not then start making skirt. assumptions i just need a picture of their faces two inches from each other so i can post it on your little group chat on facebook at the perfect find 111 has <laughs> just seen just spotted right now <laughs> Teal williams and who do you say? You're so crazy. I didn't even clock you said that. <laughs> anyway. I would be like, guess who I just saw? Makes sense why she mentioned him in the book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad that we have two different ways of approaching this type I'm of situation. I'm just saying she's a creep, but I'm... But she is a creep. I can't sit here today and tell you that I would be a better person. I just can't. That's fair. I like your honesty. You know what I mean? Be true to who you are. I would do the same thing for Bill Nye the Science Guy. Wow. <laughs> really? You would? <laughs> I'd be like, guys, I just saw Bill Nye the Science Guy. With Science who? rules. With who? Nardwar. <laughs> that is an odd. They, why would they be together? I feel like there's a high I feel chance. I like they'll have good times. Y'all, I just saw Bill Nye and Cardi B. Yeah, makes sense. Offset, have watch out. Better times. Yep. And I'd be like, offset, watch out. LOL. Anywho, so uh, this waitress is definitely a stan. <laughs> you know, she's gawking and whatever. And Ava notices notices this weird behavior, but she doesn't really pay attention because Cece grabs her and says that she wants her to meet somebody. Um, at this point, Shane is just like, "Well, don't leave me here." You know, you know, I I 
wholeheartedly feel the same way. If I come to a party with somebody, please don't leave me here by myself. Especially if I'm Mr. Ocean, you know what I mean? But they didn't come together, and she's not Tyler, they the creator. Did come to, they did not come together, but everyone in the room knows they're together. Okay. Well, and so when you leave, I'm just kind of like, then. why did my other rib go? Like, you know what I mean? Not his rib. Yes, my rib. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, and then, um, of course, Ava gives him the best advice when it comes to, like, trying to be antisocial, and that's pretending being on your phone. I've done that multiple times at parties. Pretend to be on my phone. Pretend I'm calling somebody, and that kind of stuff. Um, what happens next? I think so. Okay, this is the cool part. Okay, so this is chapter twenty four essentially, and to me, this is a cool part because I love crossovers. And now I'm like, oh my god, we should have actually read the perfect find before we read Seven Days in June, because the lady that she introduces her to um who runs this show like she's a producer is her name is jenna yeah jenna. and she runs a show where uh stylists meet with um with people who do fabrics or something yes. and it's called the perfect fine and i think she puts those uh those those stylists into retail stores yes yeah so immediately as i saw perfect fine jenna i was like let me go check the other it's books the actual so yeah, so then she brings. So if, if any of you have read the Perfect Fine, you're wondering, yeah. oh my god, what happens to Jenna and Eric, who looks like Michael V. Jordan? Well, they have a baby. He's yes. a rascal. His Otis. name is what is his name? Otis. Otis. Yes, Otis is out here, you know, peeking in people's bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my god, Tia Williams, I love a crossover. You sneaky dog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I I I I picked up the crossover immediately when she said the perfect fight. I said, "Now hold, hold on, <laughs> this is the book in a book in a book." Love to see it. It's really cool that she did that. Actually, I know. I love when uh, like people have their own like. So this is the Tia Williams cinematic universe. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> universe. And so I think, watch out, Marvel. And so this perfect find uh, woman and her husband. Eric is actually a director, right? Like, so he has yes. directed multiple acclaimed films and no, 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 it's not multiple. No, he has one. From what I understand, let's see if he's real. Like, I could check his IMDb because but I don't know. <laughs> I think she said she he has one or two documentaries or something. Okay, um, and one has been was like critically acclaimed at the Sundance Festival. That's why I said acclaim. Because I'm just like, yeah, because I heard Sundance, Sun, Sundance. Sundance, and I also heard another one, the one that all y'all go to. Khan? Some, no, I didn't hear Khan. It was something else. I don't know. Anyway, he's he's very very good at what he does. Um, and of course, as they're having this this as they're you know connecting with each other, Ava is talking about you know cursed and it turning into a movie, and how like the director is. I forgot what the director's name was, but something Acosta or whatever yeah. was talking about whitewashing the characters. And then yeah. everyone's just like, no, 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 honey, we're not doing that. And she's like, yeah, like, it's so weird. And then something so, like, spontaneous happened. And he's just like, don't worry, like, I will, I will do it for you. Yeah, he's like, I know, Sydney, you got the script, right? Yeah, yeah okay. He's like, let's, yep, we'll no sort stress. it out. And I was like, so if Cece had a somebody, why she make her go meet? You know, but whatever. It just, things were just going too well, actually, in this moment. I'm actually, you know, in this moment I was reading, I was like, where's the conflict? I was looking for the conflict, too. But it was right there ringing, literally ringing in somebody's pocket. Oh, my God. I don't want to talk about it. as Ava is having this conversation with Eric and um, Jenna, is that her name? Jenna Jones from The Perfect Find. I'm just, I just came up with that. Who? 
Eric's yes, wife. Yes, Eric. As we're having this conversation, meanwhile on the terrace, actually Shane and Audrey are having a very, very deep conversation as well. Um, so obviously when she, when Ava left, because Cece said like, hey, let, let, I need you to meet somebody. Um, Shane was pretending to be on the phone in the terrace and then Audrey found her way up with the adults and found her way outside in the terrace and then now they have a conversation. And it was it was a very good conversation. They were talking about politics, art, and they seem to have a lot in common. And obviously at this moment, a I'm A 12-year-old and a grown man. Well, she's, well, you know what? Shane calls her a very astute. You know what I mean? She's a very smart girl. She is. And she's a very good listener, which, which means that she'll be a very great celebrity therapist at some point in her life. Um, but I think they talk about arts and politics. It was very like mentor-ish. I think that's how he looks at Audrey. And then obviously, you know, if Ava and um Shane get together at some point in the future, we don't know yet. <laughs> um he would be a good guardian, stepfather. I I, I truly believe. You English know I mean? lit teacher. English lit teacher come September. Absolutely. Um, um so yeah, and I think it was just nice. Did you did you pick up anything um, very deep or meaningful in the conversation that they had? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. It was more so um, he just realized that. Uh, oh, okay. So I don't know what he called. It's something that he also called uh, Ava when, like, back fifteen Junes ago, when they first met. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You're weird" or something, or mm-hmm. like, "You're strange," and and Audrey was like. I know, and that's cool. And in his mind, he was like, I said the same thing to Ava 15 Junes ago, and she had the same response. She didn't yeah. find it weird. And he's just th- thinking about how, like, um, they, like, come and go, essentially. And yeah. he says they're like, oh, Audrey compares them to trees. Because uh, Ava comes out yeah. when she sees them talking. Yeah. And uh, they're staying next to each other, and Audrey's like, let me take a quick pick." And um, as the Gen Z kids do, <laughs> she's like, OK, you guys got to come out of the shadow. Same time his phone is ringing and Shane is just like, I'm so happy right now. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy. Like, I this is a family. I've never had that before. Mm-hmm. And um, he he says essentially they're like trees. Yeah, because trees, if they're planted next to each other, yeah, they'll grow separately. But their roots will be entangled under the ground. Yeah. Um. So and they he stay says, connected forever. Yeah, yeah, trees are always connected. No matter what happens above ground, they're connected. Which I guess is just like him and Ava. And at this point, they've sold me. Remember last time I said I don't think I want them to be together. But at this point, I was like, you won. You <laughs> sold. You you won. Okay. You didn't want them to be together when they were kids, right? Even when they were adults, they okay. just seemed so like like Audrey was right. They need therapy. <laughs> it, it's very dysfunctional. Yeah, they're just so wound up in their feelings and they've spent so much time, 15 Junes to be exact, Mm -hmm. hiding who they are and like, rather than dealing with the emotions of their childhood, they've just like compressed it. Yeah. And truly what they have is a pure definition of a trauma bond. Like, that's what it is. You don't know any, you've not felt anything as moving or as impactful in your life with anybody else so of course when you reconnect with that thing, that person who made you feel that way you want to like stick around because you you want to go back to that feeling of how it you know how it felt in the beginning it's not healthy i do think they're soulmates so they are definitely soulmates but i don't and we'll get to parts like this 
I just don't feel like they were ready for each other. No, but that doesn't mean like you know they're not soulmates. It just I mean you can this is the not be together. About second chances. It right? is so, and they get their third chance. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but we'll get there. We'll talk about soulmates because there's a lot. There's a lot coming up. Um, in this in this conversation of all three of them outside now, um, I think Audrey invites Shane to their mother daughter brunch annual ritual before she leaves for the summer to her yeah. to California to see her father uh, at a very fancy tea house, which I've heard before. Lauderay. Lauderay. I think that's what it's called. I'm pretty sure they have a tea house, a lottery tea house here in um, Toronto, in York, Yorkdale. I've never heard of this place. I just know they're going there for brunch and the brunch that they ate sounded very uppity. Well, it's a tea house. So, you, oh, so sorry. So, you know, you're going to be have it's, it's going to be like high tea kind of aesthetic. You know what I mean? Like very small, minuscule. So sandwiches. why they walk up there with Doc Martens and, uh. What what was on Ava's feet? It was not giving high tea. No, she was wearing Comme des Garçons Converse. Yes, Converse. Because <laughs> I do remember that. Mind you, Tia Williams is a fashionista herself. So I'm, I'm oh, giving, is she? She is. So I'm thinking to myself, oh, she's probably like her fashion editor influence that is, you know, like coming through. Because from time to time, she'd talk about like Alexandra McQueen and Comme des Garçons. But to be fair, and though. I'd be like, okay, these are not like. Okay, but I know the exact Comme des Garçons Converse. Do you know them? Absolutely, I know cost? them. That's not my business, but I know them. Oh, okay. you do? They have the, you know, come to Garcon, they have the little heart on it. The okay. red heart, right where, like, you would normally see the Chuck Taylor symbol on the, mm-hmm. and it's got, it's got a little elevation. But, you know, they're, they're what's popular in the hype streets. You know, I'm in the hype streets. You are? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But also, most of the clothes that uh, Ava has, like, for the events are from CC. Because Cece is the real fashionista. That's true, but I mean, she does talk about fashion quite a bit in the book. I hear Chanel. I hear Dior. Dior. I've I never had any. I've never had any of those things. I go to George. That's where I shop, y'all. <laughs> George Wal- by Walmart. Anywho. <laughs> Um, Why so did you expose yourself like that? You no, but it's true. It's not, it's not even no, no, exposing you myself. I'm going to tell what is wrong with you people. <laughs> In the time of a recession, y'all are just going to any place and buying clothes? No, please go back to the basics. Actually, I'm begging started y'all a lot to of not things. go back to the basics. Because the last of you there, that way the price stays as low as possible. Let me tell the sun please. just George by Walmart. Stop buying it, honey. It's trash, guys. Don't shop there. It's trash now. I heard Walmart has rats, allegedly. Really? I saw you at Walmart yesterday. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw you buy those couples um, at Walmart yesterday. That rats. was not... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, you're such a hoot. And what am I, a holler? Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Shane is, Shane is happy by that invitation. Just like, yeah, I would love to, you know, come along. And I think this makes Ava feel like, wow, like... You really want to come and, you know, do this little thing with us. And, it, and you know, Shane's just like, yeah, of course. Like, I'm so happy. And I love that family feeling. I think that's the name of that chapter. The family feeling or something along those lines. I don't remember. Because you talked about in the beginning how he, the the recurring feeling of him feeling like w- being part of a family. And when he's with Ava, it feels like that. Like yeah. It has a home, homey feeling. Yeah. I think that's how Shane is feeling in these moments. And I think it's really cute that Audrey, you know, invited him. Um, to this little annual thing that mother daughter. I can't do. lie, Audrey. She grew on me. She 
in this particular chapter, I no longer called her Tyrant. You notice? I haven't you mentioned Tyrant and, once. <laughs> and I was thinking about it. I was like, okay. Um, like, clearly she has her, her moments because she's yeah. a child. But I was like, oh my God, do I not like her because she's the opposite of what most little, what is expected of little black children? Like, yeah. she's not quiet. She's clearly always an adult's business. Like, does she, does it, I mean, she's just, she's just eccentric. She's very interesting. Yeah. So I'm trying to see her as, you know. I mean, she is a Mercier woman, isn't she? She is a Mercier woman. Come on now. Uh, the gen- it continues. I really do like what she told Shane about Ava saying, please be nice to be my nice mom. Be nice to my mom. You know, she has these moments where yeah. she's like this and she's like that. But about her disability. And being patient. Yeah. And she doesn't, you know, sometimes she just needs, you know, extra help. And Shane already knows it's about, of course, yeah. Ava because they have a longer history. But her just really being a strong advocate for her mom, that warmed my heart. It made me want to have a daughter. It made me sad for her. Why? <laughs> because you no know, 12-year-old should have to deal with that. You're right. They shouldn't. No 12-year-old should deal with anything. But, you know, playing outside in the sun. But here we are. Well, good for Audrey, I guess, for knowing those things. But I was just like... I wish she didn't have to have a, a list of her mom's triggers and, you know. I know. But, I mean, good. she's a good daughter, I guess. She's she good. Is. She's cute. And we see more of that, like, I found with the end of the book, I felt more of the relationship between her and her mom. Yeah. And how they're, like, more, like, besties rather than... Like, parents, yeah. child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. I, think, I think Ava was very intentional about how she wanted to raise her daughter. She definitely broke down a lot of the you know gates and barriers from maybe the relationship that she wanted with her mom Lizette Mm -hmm. so it's definitely showing up in a lot of these last couple chapters yeah um and I don't I lost track girl where are we now so after Shane the moment Shane is literally like so happy Mm -hmm. so happy oh and it's the next day and they're supposed to be meeting up at the brunch spot called yeah Lodore, girl, I don't know. You could be right. Um, (laughs) You could say anything, and I'd be like, uh huh. Okay. Um, And Shane is Shane's not here. No, he's nowhere to be seen. Phone number not going through. Text Mm -hmm. not one answer. Uh, Ava is getting antsy, and she's lying to poor Audrey. Like, oh, Shane had an IKEA pickup that Mm -hmm. you know. It just ran over, and mm-hmm. meanwhile, she's feeling a he- she's feeling a headache coming on. She's trying not to panic, um, and she's doing that thing that I hate, 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 which is which is catastrophizing. Mind you, I do it too. But then she's like, I was just about to say, <laughs> she's like, oh, he doesn't. It's too much for him. He doesn't want me. He doesn't want my daughter. Well, why would he lie? Okay, but he promise. Let, let's unpack that. <laughs> Tell me, because I'm okay. So obviously she's doing something that is is bad for your mental health. You should never ever try and like go down and down under to the point where, girl, we can't find you, right? But I think she's obviously basing it off the past experience she's had with Shane because Shane leaving was is a big fear of hers, and so you'll be invited to this very sacred moment between you know mommy daughter whatever, and you don't show up, Mm -hmm. and it's annoying. But also another thing is like, okay, as I was reading through these, 
this chapter of her like going to like oh he doesn't want me anymore oh my god this is a mistake i feel like such an idiot la, da, da, da. i'm just like why can't just change this taxi i can't make him grow girl i was saying the same thing I, I said, like just a quick little do, do, do. but then I mean? to be fair though he himself said he's never been he's never had to be held Ooh. accountable or responsible for somebody else yes and if you're in a moment like the one that shane's in you're you're not going to be thinking about anybody you're right i all i'm not gonna lie to you i don't know if i would text i'd be so that's true because i don't want to talk about this anymore to be honest i i know because it's tragic but you're right when you said that he'd never take account account of accountability or be accountable he's never been accountable to anyone because i think in the book tia williams says something along the lines that he never he'd never felt wanted so he didn't feel like someone was looking for him exactly it's so sad girl no i actually i i whistle i said oh damn that is crazy just walking around the world like that and it makes sense though like even when we find him 15 junes ago um (laughs) i like how 15 junes is literally our (laughs) way of timing literally i'm gonna i'm gonna keep time in this book for the rest of my life yeah um but 15 junes ago like he's supposed to be in a foster home or something yeah nobody's actively looking for him nobody shows up when he's in the hospital Mm -hmm. nobody shows up when he's at the precinct when he's getting arrested nobody is looking for him so i'm not shocked that like he feels like well he always just comes and goes even the way in which he travels the world that's trauma it is he doesn't feel comfortable in one place mentoring different um kids exactly definitely definitely not healthy yeah and of course like ava is carrying her own trauma of being like well you know he has left me before you know what i mean people have left me which i was like that's so unfair because he literally yesterday told you that the reason he left is because your 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 mama (laughs) she called the police on him no my girl had taken deep breaths to say that one (laughs) y'all i wish you could see her face no she's blowing up (laughs) Sorry, Lizette annoyed me so bad with yeah, that, that was information. Yeah. And so for you to sit there now and talk about he's left you, girl. he didn't leave you, girl. The American system picked him up. <laughs> like, so you funny. need to live and let God. Absolutely. Um, and I think uh, I think that night, actually, no. So the next, so now it's the next. You want to talk about what happened to Ty, Odelia? Because I, I don't Fine. know how to approach it because it's, it, it almost brought tears to my eyes okay so before we get to that at this point uh ava is dropping homegirl off at jfk so that no, she can LaGuardia. oh sorry laguardia to get to uh lax to be with her dad and she's gone into the bathroom and she went boo-hoo-hoo what was me damn he hasn't answered now the phone. hates ava right now <laughs> <laughs> but you're right she did do that <laughs> she's like oh i'm unhappy now i'm unhappy Take a shot no, that's not funny. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ava's disability is very real. It is. Uh, <laughs> but you're right. Crying would definitely give her a headache. That's what I was saying. That's, <laughs> now, see, friends, that's where I was heading, okay? I was not thinking about anything other than that. Please. Uh, but anyways, so now she's she's waiting at the, the right before you go off to security. She's like, hey, have a good summer. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, no, my daughter's leaving me. Oh, no. And then, you know, Audrey's like, you know, have fun, mom. And and she says something. She's like, you know, open your heart to, to Shane. I know he's not here, that you made yeah. up the Ikea excuse, but give him a chance. And I was yeah. like, the fact that a 12-year-old has to do all this mental work. But anyways, 
But she says you push stuff away Mm -hmm. that isn't safe and obvious Mm -hmm. and love is risky. It is. And I was like, oh, she's smart. Audrey's a smart girl. Honestly. I have one or two girls who need to hear that statement, though. One or two girls. I hope... I hope it's the two of us here right now. Why would you say me? I didn't include myself. I said girl. one or two girls. Listen, I think when you told me last week that they were going to make a, a sequel of just Audrey, mm. this particular chapter or this final chapters made me feel like I just can't, cannot imagine how she's going to be like as a young adult and then heading, you know, up into like her, her mid whatever. I, I really like her. I like how she cares for her mom. She's very observant about what's going yeah. on around her. Maybe because she's she was forced to. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. She's just a very wise person. And I feel like if she was a child of mine, I would be so proud of her. Even though she's telling me, you know. <laughs> and she's Open right. your heart. Be risky. Oh, and she also admits to liking uh, a boy. Yes, Zion. So it is yeah. her stepmother's godson yes and they technically grew up together yes um but i have a feeling that is who we will see in this potential ya novel about audrey mm-hmm. um um but yeah so yeah so so then while that's happening you know ava's freaking out because shane is mia the reason shane is mia is because he gets a call as you remember ty's been calling him because ty even though he promised Shane, he wouldn't go. He does what kids do anyways. He went up to that strange building with $200 in his notebook that he borrowed from his girlfriend who works at Old Navy mm-hmm. and could make the money back in a week. Mm-hmm. And the weirdo that's dating his sister comes out, invites him inside, and um, that's when we last hear from him. And then next thing we know is Shane's getting a call from the middle of the night for the hospital in Providence. Mm-hmm. And... um Ty's in the hospital. He's been beaten, or was it shot? He was shot. I can't recall the number of times. I didn't even want to. I didn't. I just glossed over that. I just yeah. know the boy was shot, and he's in critical condition. And it it's not looking good. And he's the only. He had been asking for Shane. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry. And um, yeah, he'd been asking for Shane. So Shane drives up to Providence, not even thinking about Audrey or mm-hmm. brunch or Ava. Mm-hmm. You know. By the time he gets to the hospital, he's been pacing. Then he's like, oh, right. I, I have people to answer to now. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. They eventually let him into the room and he's holding Ty's hand. And, you know, when you start making deals with God and you're like, if he saves him, I'll stay with him. I'll come down to Providence twice a month. I'll get him a hotel or an apartment. Like, yeah. If he asks for money, I'll give it to I'll him. I'll give it to him. He almost feels like it's his fault. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Amongst all the other things he blames himself for, like Ava overdosing, yeah. his his foster mom dying, like yeah. just endless things that just he really can't control. Him. Yeah. Um, but of course Ty does not survive because why would an author make me fall in love with a young infran- disenfranchised boy to make him flourish? Never. Absolutely never. So we lose Ty and honestly that just ruined the book for me. It was it was <laughs> devastating. I was some you know when they said that he got shot multiple times. I think to myself, I don't know how he's going to survive this one. I know, but some part of me thought that maybe he will survive, and perhaps like it, he will probably have a much different life coming out of that. But yeah, dead. <laughs> I know. 
That was really upsetting. Yeah, and, and not only were we upset, Shane was distraught. Shane oh, yeah. was broken. Completely. And now he's thinking, how do I even explain why I've been completely gone to yeah. Ava? Yeah. So he's spending the drive back from Providence, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. back to New York, mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out what to say. So at the same time that he's doing that, <laughs> Ava's like, well, he still hasn't called, so I'm just going to, you know... Move on with my life. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna, to I'm point- gonna start writing, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna write cursed anymore, and and I can't write because I'm too heartbroken. And mind you, when you sit down, you think about it. Like every other crazy time period in this book, the time in which he hasn't spoken till now has been exactly less than twelve hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe he's got in a car accident. Yeah. Like what? To the point where I feel like she was so stuck on to like, maybe it's me. Maybe there's something wrong with me that she calls her ex-husband. Oh, I thought this was a sweet conversation. Though. It was sweet. But like, ov- obviously, it was triggered by this situation with Shane. Obviously, to catch up with, you know, what and Audrey let them know doing. That Audrey's and, on the plane. And Audrey's on the plane. Everything is fine. Like, that's all good. But then she does, you know, inquire and says, like, was I difficult, you know, to, you know, to be around with, to live with? Yeah. And he was just like, no, you know. He says something that I thought was sad and beautiful. He's like, it always felt like you had used up all your smiles before you met yes. me. And I was like, yeah, because she did with Shane. Yes, she in did. seven random days in June. Yeah. She used a lifetime's worth of smiles. <laughs> and he's, and also, it seems to me that they got married young. So you yeah. didn't even have the emotional capacity oh, to yeah. take care of each other or even deal with whatever, you know, insecurities or problems they had. And he says had. that. He's like, I was very immature. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with you. I just wasn't able to deal with Or like understand what was yeah. going on with you. Because it must be difficult. Yeah, because they had Audrey when she was like 18 or 19, so. Yeah. So, I mean... Good for, good for Troy for growing up and good for Troy really, Mr. Pixar in the beginning when they talked about Troy he said some mad things to Ava I'm saying, oh yeah I'm myself, this marriage was not gonna work let me tell you but let's be honest with ourselves how many marriages work with people who get married young you're not even the, the same person look at look at Audrey who was she 15 Junes ago she's not the same person no she's, she's not she's not the same person she was 3 Junes ago no I was so, not the same person last June I'm exactly um yeah that makes a lot of sense and so i guess after that whole conversation um she she decides to write again um but then she does she she was struggling a little bit so she goes into her closet and finds these old scrapbooks or old notebooks where she keeps stories of her great-grandmother her grandmother and then her mother as well yeah um and i guess as she's going through them she by impulse calls her mother yeah and her mom's like twice in a week oh my god she said baby (laughs) no she did she said hey babe (laughs) i like what they say was it g jay-z jesus mary joseph (laughs) (laughs) crazy no it's honestly one of the most i love i love an accent from from the south i just absolutely love him um, so she calls her mother and she asks her mom if she could send her the pictures yeah. of her great grandmother, grandmother. Yeah. Um, these black and white pictures that I think she wants to use to sort of like inspire her to like start writing and stuff. And I think when her mom, who responded very quickly, like sent her the email with all the scans, I think from that moment she realized I need to write this story of the women in my life. Yeah. Like, this is what is for me. She's not gonna be writing that cursed chapter fifteen. Like, girl, we've had enough. Chapter fifteen. I've- Personally, have not had enough, 
And I am personally upset on behalf of the cursed stands. So you're the waitress that, at the party. <laughs> it's you. I am the one who took no, the I put it the It was I you. Knew, no, I knew. I no, knew. No, you no. love a red bob. <laughs> <laughs> now, when have you ever seen me with a red bob? Well, you like red hair. So you know what, girl? It was you. You're the waitress. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I think it's unfair for y'all to start stuff and not finish it. I hate, 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 hate. It's like when you cancel a TV show, how am I supposed to know how this stuff ends? Oh my God. Use your imagination. No. You've taken okay. me on a journey. Finish it. So I know you must have hated. Did you ever read Fault in Our Stars by John Green? I did. So you know the author that she was obsessed with. I forgot what the main character's name was. And she like goes and finds him. And this old man, he ended up oh, being right. like, so like mean and just ugh, pathetic. He never finished his book. He like he stopped on the sentence, and I think it's because he died. So you would have hated that. Absolutely. Till today, <laughs> I haven't even read the series, but I will not read the series because what's his name? George R. R. Martin, who wrote Game of Thrones. Yeah. Had he finished the books, yeah. the ending that HBO gave us would have been substantially That's different. True. That's but true. that man sits all day on like, Twitter. See, look at us. We <laughs> goes around saying, oh, we're going to pitch a new show to HBO. How about you pitch some ideas for the, the next way, book? The way we <laughs> demand so much from our faves is crazy, man. He's had 20 years to write it. Now she said he has 20 years. You know how, do you, oh, dude, can I ask, ask you something? That's his job, right? Some days I don't feel like clocking into work. But don't you? I have to because I have to go pay bills, right? So don't he got to pay some bills? Days, some days I don't want to give, some days I just want to give 50%. Others I want to give 30%. You know what I mean? It varies from day to day. Anyway, we move. Um, I, so I just want her to finish, <laughs> finish Cursed for the girls. I think we've had enough. It was I not think, even good for her. I told you. And I get that, but. <laughs> I told you, Adelia, the last chapter of Curse is this book right here, Seven Days in June. It's wrapped up in this. this but is, then this is the people 15. in the book don't get that. You know what? You do what you can. I'm we sorry. Ju- but, so we're never going to find out no. if G and Sebastian find a way to be together. G and Sebastian is who? Okay. I'm, I'm listing up the book for you. G and Sebastian is who? <laughs> is Shane and Ava. These two right here? <laughs> these two right here? Is the last book. Okay. Of course. But the red-headed Bob girl won't know that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? Then she's not that smart. <laughs> and that's why she's a waitress. Anyway. What? Thank you for making fun of service workers. I, she I has apologize. two jobs now, now that I think about it. The um, the nap house and this. <laughs> the nap house. Wait. I don't think it was her installation. I think she just worked there. Exactly. She got two jobs. My girl real busy. She's Julia's from Everybody's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> my husband got two, two jobs, jobs. <laughs> I don't need that either come my on now got two jobs god I love that show anyway <laughs> except you Chris Rock um <laughs> so I think from there we move on to the final chapter no yes oh it's Sunday isn't it fam I can't believe that so much has happened in one week yeah you want to shout imagine? out to Tia Williams though she she really she took me on a journey. She did. Like I said, constant whiplash. Every I time loved I it. Read. I love the flashbacks. I love, you know, going from day to day. It actually, and I think Tia Williams talked about this when at the end of the book when she, she was asked some of the author questions. Yeah. She got her inspiration or some of her inspiration from, I don't know if you've ever watched this movie called One Day. It has Anne no. Hathaway. So it just follows this couple 
um, this, this, they start off with friends, these friends from university throughout their lives. So after two years and then they reconnect and, you know, after a couple of years they do. And it's so crazy. I think they go over 10 years of being friends, but like in every, every year, like something different is happening and like, you know, they're in love with each other, but obviously they're friends first. So they yeah. don't really notice. They don't see that happening until the very end. Will you ever watch this movie? Cause I'm about to spoil something. Um, just tell me. She ends up dying at the end when no, they no, get I'll together. It. Yeah, it was very sad, and it's just showing. So they never spend any time together in love. I they do spend a time together in like love that. as friends, but then when they finally come together and say no, That's I love I mean. you, let's get married. She dies in a very tragic way. She gets hit by a bus while she's cycling. That's why I don't cycle. That's um, not why you don't cycle, girl. Yeah, because I don't know how to do it. Anyway, <laughs> no one ever taught me. Um, so I now feel like someone tried. Yeah, and I'm not a very good um. What'd you call it? Mm, follower of instructions. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a rebel. But I never skate though. Okay. Well, mm, all right. So last chapter, uh, chapter 26. And so now it's, we're at the Liddy. Is it? We're yeah. at the Liddy Awards. Welcome we're at the Liddy Awards, Awards, y'all. Which is being hosted by the one and only Jennifer, Jennifer Lewis. Lewis. I wonder if Jennifer Lewis knows she's in the book. You think? Um, Maybe because they're using her likeness. Maybe. You must like sign off on that, right? I don't know how Hollywood... Celebrity rules work, but yeah, perhaps. Um, and we get introduced to the different groups of people there. I think like Ava is sitting at a table with other erotic writers. Yeah, so everybody who's nominated for the same award yeah. is sitting for the in, at their different tables. Yeah. Um, and we get a little um a little gist about what everybody else writes on the table. And they all sound interesting yes. to me. I oh, we're we're on the same page on that. Finally, God, I thought we were gonna argue all night. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you you don't see the greatness that is cursed. I, I I'm telling you, I a will witch see and it. a vampire. I will see one day from Tealing, now. Please just write one of the books in full. You should add her so that we could see at T Williams. Please, <laughs> please, I'm begging you. <laughs> Um, but these erotic writers, I like all their stuff already. I know, and they range from age. There's like a woman who's been writing for Ions, like she's sixty to like Ava's age. Yeah, and, like and then some that are a little bit more modern. I feel like there's one title that kind of like Ebony Branning wrote Thug Passion. I said, okay, can I? Can I? <laughs> can I say something? Say it because I feel like I'm on the same page. Go on. I thought she was referencing. I was like, oh my god, is she referencing Sister Soldiers? Call yes. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, I saw. Girl, it. I was like, "Sister Soldier." <laughs> why is it when I saw Thug Passion, I said, "I know what this is. <laughs> I know what this is." And can I just say something else yeah. then? Because I don't think Hannah will ever let us read Coldest Winter ever for this podcast. Okay, but Midnight, <laughs> my heart's still yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but seriously, I was like. You know, but no, but seriously, midnight. If, we should read. We should read Cold Winter ever. <laughs> if we can't read Cursed, why can't we read Cold Winter ever? Anyway, so the girls are talking about their books. So I guess because you know they're all working in the same industry, um, they're saying like, "When's your next book? Or what are you writing on? What are you working on? All that kind of stuff." And um, Eva is. Eva's just there, like, I think she's having conversation, but then I think she sort of blows up at some point because she says, like, I want to step away from the table. And, like, she's like, Can Oh, I she's not myself? blowing up. She, her headache is coming on. She's having a, a, a migraine right then and there. 
Yes, she is. My bad. And then she wants to get up and like, you know, she's she usually uses Ava as an excuse. Way. No, Ava uses Audrey. Sorry. You see how I mix their names? Ava uses Audrey yeah. as an excuse to like go to the bathroom and, and I don't know what the shots are called. Something tough tough though. You, you know what? Shots, Something whatever. medicinal. Yeah, you know what I mean? And you gotta snap, like, mm, jerk it right into your thigh or, or yeah. I don't know where else. Um, but as she was about to excuse herself, oh, I need to go call my daughter. She's just like, you know what? No, I'm going to the bathroom to <laughs> to get pain medication because I have permanent migraines. I'm chronically in pain. And she goes, goes, goes on and on and on and on this right in front of all these ladies. And they're all looking at her like, girl, you good? <laughs> you need some Tylenol? <laughs> She's like, no, I don't need Tylenol. I need weed. No, she doesn't need. Actually, she does take yeah, a gummy, right? Yeah, she takes right? a gummy. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the first time that we're seeing Ava express publicly to other people yeah. that I have a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this is the beginning of her. Shane somehow not going to brunch <laughs> has triggered her to show her full self. So really, we should thank Shane for not going to brunch. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> because she was like, you know what? I'm going to be me. Yeah. And she's like, girlies, I have a disability. Hashtag, hashtag disabilities are okay. And um, <laughs> and that's, you know, I'm happy for her, though, because it, it must be really difficult to, you know. To admit that? Though it shouldn't have taken a man not showing up to brunch to say that. But anyways. Listen. Um, And then while she's going to the bathroom, I feel like Khalil or someone grabs her. Yeah. And she ends up in front of her fans who've all showed up. Yeah. Um, and she's shocked that she yeah. has fans. And Which I guess I'm they're like, all why? dressed up. I think when you're, I feel like when you, when you feel like you are, when, when you have a perception about yourself, it's not real to anybody else around. That's fair. Like, honestly. And I feel like I have the same issue. Yeah. To be honest. Something I need to, you know, unpack in therapy for sure. Yeah, you do. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not too I'm confident kidding. now, okay? I'm kidding. We all have that issue. Yeah, we. Yeah, we all have it. <laughs> anyway. French now. I do. Bonjour. <laughs> um, and so she's looking at this like crowd of I guess where like all these Goodreads winners and <laughs> Goodreads winners. I think crazy. That's what, I think that's what she said. Oh, I, I just made that up. You definitely made that up. What? Okay. Anyway, so a, a, a bunch <laughs> of people are there and fans, and they're all dressed up, and they all have these little signs. Some of them say um, Ava and Shane. <laughs> Do you know so. how annoyed I'd be if my <laughs> So call- I can't lie. I know I just said I supported the fans earlier taking pictures. Yeah. But I'd be a little vexed if I was like having a day and this man left me at brunch and now I'm in the fan. I'm in. The- I'm seeing these people who, mind you, I appreciate you, but why are you have my business on a poster card? I mean, it's public at this point. It is. You're right. They'll so cut you out feel- all the time. Remember the waitress? <laughs> Remember? Remember? Remember her? And she I wants think, a group chat. I think she, what she did was good. Yeah. I don't know why you're sitting here <laughs> as though if I today... I'm That's it. If today, today... Ooh, now she's I upset. don't send you... If if I found out information about LeBron and Beyonce... You are obligated to send me that information. You see? Obligated. You see? You can... Listen, you have to send it to me. No, so I don't. I now I know that you don't want to know. Girl, you gotta send it to me. No, Who else you, you don't. With? Come on. No, Be you don't. Anyway, so Ava's, Ava's looking around and seeing all these, you know, fans of hers. And she's so, you know... She feels just overwhelmed with joy and, like, just appreciation. And I think she walks up to one of them and even gives him a hug. And everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Ava Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, and it's just and it's crazy and i think in that moment she just feels like whatever the 
whatever the um whoever the award goes to for the best erotic writer of the year at the Liddy Awards um it does I don't think it really mattered to her because just like I have a fan base that loves me and I feel like at that that, moment I just she's like thank you for sticking with me through it all like you know I guess you know I get Ava like I'm that way on my birthday Mm. Um, you know, every time I have an existential crisis and then everybody sends me happy birthday, I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful and so loved and cherished. And it's a great feeling. Yeah. So I can't, I can only imagine writing something as great as cursed Mm. one to 14, 15, maybe we'll change our mind pending Mm. and, you know, loving, you know, groups of people, villages of people Mm -hmm. standing me and the characters i wrote yeah so yeah it's very sweet I, I'm, I'm pretty sure her heart felt full i know and that's why she should harness that energy <laughs> and write book 15 i think it's more important for her to <laughs> write the story about her life so why can't we have both the thing is that okay we're gonna we're just gonna pivot yeah let's pivot <laughs> um so i think she tries to she tries to leave the the whole event and goes into the lobby and guess who's there who's pacing back and guys forth. guess guess just guess think, think um, about it think hard lizette no it's shane <laughs> this girl said lizette <laughs> shane has decided to show up to the liddies because he's um he's also up for the langston hughes lifetime achievement award mind you this brother hasn't written Bro, in, in years i was <laughs> just about to say like I need to read eight. You know, forget curse fifteen. Exactly. Give me eight because the way the the way the public responds to this man, I need to. Know. I need to know what he I'd has. I'd love to know some of these books are based off like mm. real life authors. Like who who's writing cursed for At research for research purposes? <laughs> I would just like to know who's writing cursed. <laughs> um and eight, of course, of course, an eight. Yeah, but mostly cursed. Okay. Um. You know, so Shane is pacing <laughs> back and forth, back and forth, and Ava walks into the lobby. Shane's in the lobby, and they and they say like this awkward hi to each other. Yeah, at this point, they haven't seen each other since in less than twenty four hours. <laughs> exactly, because less time is a huge factor. I here. feel like and it's I, been very short. Look, I know we're in the book. We have to fall into the characters. Yeah, we have to. All of this emotion is seven days. You're right. Like that is. I think I'm too much of a realist to deal with that. Like, I can't. Like, seven days? A lot has happened. I saw him yesterday, but I'm vexed because he didn't talk to me in the morning for brunch. And I get the implications because you promised my kid. Yeah. That's the only reason I'd be upset. But, the, but Audra was very understanding of exactly. the fact too. And I feel like she was upset. More because, understanding than her mama. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Awkward. Anyway, so they <laughs> say hi to each other. la da 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 And I think... Um, this is when, of course, every, you know, everyone's begging for the question, like, where were you, sir? And he's like, he essentially lets her know, like, yeah. Ty has passed. I yeah. can't even. Oh, my God. I think at this point, I actually, can't... we did not know that Ty passed until. We did. No, because he said, like, he went to the hospital and did everything, but no, Ty's gone. Where, at which point did she say that? Um, when he said, like, oh, I'm asking God, like, I'll visit twice a day or twice a month like that. And he's like, but there's no point. Ty was gone and I had to say my goodbyes. Oh. Well, <laughs> you didn't read. No, I read that part, but I was thinking it more in a, in like in a spiritual sense. Like I was not like 
I wasn't thinking so someone is spiritually gone (laughs) no because I was thinking because I was thinking to myself when you're in that moment you're so mixed with emotions you don't you can't really like rationalize what's going on now and then when he goes to Ava, like he's coming back to reality, his reality now. And no, now it's just Ty's more gone. of a, a conclusion that Ty is gone. Like he's done. He's no longer with us. No, he's he's definitely. He's well, not. he's gone, obviously. But that's how that's how I inter- that's how I took it in. That's how I took it in. I don't know about anybody else, but that's how, that's I, how took I did it. I took it in as he was gone forever. That's very sad. Yeah, because I had to for me, I had to keep reading it to make sure he was actually gone because I was sad about it. That's sad. Um, what's sad is that you lack the comprehension of knowing that he died in the chapter before. No, I lack comprehension. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so um, Ava is obviously upset for him, and she's she you know passes on her her condolences, her stories, and whatever. And as they're hugging, I think they start hugging each other, and yeah. in the back in the backdrop is Jennifer Lewis, and now announcing all the different winners for the different awards. Ava ends up winning. Shocking. No, before you even get to that, what? as Jennifer Lewis is, is gearing up to announce the Erotica Writers Award, Erotica, mm-hmm. Erotic Writers, Erotica, yeah, Erotic Writers and Erotica. I think it's the same thing. Whatever people who write smut. Um, <laughs> Now you have dissolved them. I'm not dissolving. Them. It's my flatten them and put them here. Fine. The erotic writers. <laughs> you uh, know what it sounds? We say erotic writers. Like, are you an erotic writer or are you an erotic writer? <laughs> what is the erotic difference? Like the genre. But are you an erotic writer? <laughs> I'm so lost. <laughs> the people who write erotica. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Go ahead. So saying, are you an erotic doctor? <laughs> What? Are you an erotic writer? Or do you Could practice you medicine? imagine if your doctor was erotic? Like, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, We've gone so far from the plot. I'm telling you. So anyways. I didn't even know Ty died. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> no, I forced my mind not to believe it. <laughs> no. It's a coping mechanism. <laughs> anyway. You know what? I don't know if I what's words. Like, I'm sitting here like, would I rather Ty be in jail or dead? Like, I don't know. I feel like at least jail, he'd have a chance to come out. That's a tough one. Still. <laughs> what really we need to focus on here is that before Jennifer Lewis announces the writers of Erotica, she they're hugging and he says, I can't be with you right now. And I screamed. I went, oh. Oh, yeah, he did say that. Again, something I blocked out. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I said too much tragedy in 12 hours. <laughs> Give me a break, T. Williams. <laughs> Shit. And she's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, I got to work on myself. Like, I can't be this person who doesn't forgive myself. Like, so she's like, I got to be a better me to be good for you. And yeah. she's like, yeah. And he's like, so I can't come to Louisiana. And she's like, no. At the same time, Ava wins and they kiss. People who just broke up, mind you. Mm-hmm. And she goes on stage and she's like, thank you guys so much. I never imagined winning. Um, I've always been a misfit and I wrote this book for misfits and, Mm -hmm. um, this is why it's going to hurt me to tell you specifically Odelia that there's not going to be a curse 15. No. And you know what? The guy, the audience, the the second one, you read the third one. So now she's looking for the 15th. Go ahead, Odelia. And you know, somebody in the back shrieked. They said it was a guy. No, it was me. Um, (laughs) God. and, and, and Ava's like. I just, I have, my heart's in something else, but thank you guys. Thank you for allowing me to be a misfit. 
the same time, uh, homeboy Shanathan comes up for his award for the Langston Hughes Award, and he he stands there, and for twenty seconds he doesn't say anything, and then he goes, "This is for the misfits." And that became his Jesse Williams BET moment. His Kanye, I guess we'll never know. You know, I don't think he said this for the misfits. He said this for the misfit, meaning Ava. I thought he was talking about Ty. He said misfits. He said misfit. I saw misfit. Check it. Not me checking. Okay, We're continue take a, as I a, look a brief interlude, guys, because I really want to. Because to me, it was it was it wasn't iconic, but I think it was importante. I think it was really important. And even when know. even when she. Um, if you're won, seeing text, you're going too far. Even when she won, yeah. um, he, I think she was just like, I won, but then I lost. And you know what? I him. say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Shane, oh my God, Jean-Vierre, we are like twinsies. Um, twinsies. <laughs> but yeah, so she was like, I won and I lost all at the same time. So that's the end of the book, non-officially, but then... This is for the misfit. Damn, so just just yeah. Jean-Vierre? Yeah, just Jean-Vierre. I thought, or is it a shout-out shout to Ty? No, right there. This is for the misfit. Because she just talked about thank you for loving the misfit. And he said this is for the misfit, meaning it's for Ava. He was dedicating the word Oh, yeah, Ava. and then both their fans. Which the... makes a lot of sense because it's about eight. Isn't it? Lifetime Award. It's a base right. about her. Who are you two writers? I don't know how you missed who... that one. <laughs> Comprehension is lacking. <laughs> you missed a major plot point. That's because I, I missed coping. an S. I was coping with my grief. I was That's also I was coping with the you fact that they won't. Your grief. You just glossed through that one. No, anyway. no, I was coping with the fact that they didn't <laughs> get together. You, I'm playing with you. <laughs> you know what? Anywho, I'm after that hashtag misfit high because that's what the cursed and eight fans, which I do themselves. love, I do love it. But you I won't love, love book number fifteen. I told you I love eight. Misfit hive includes eight, right? So I'm part of the hive, but just for the eight one. Um, so from there, <laughs> it does not end because we actually move into an my favorite part of a book actually is an epilogue. Yes, because only good things happen there. Okay. Explain the epilogue to us then. Um, no, like in any book, I love an epilogue because at that point I've dealt with y'all fighting with each other over dumb reasons. Like I, there's only good things, usually a baby or like, you know, it's not my favorite thing, to be honest. I've never been a fan of it. I've always well, wanted to like notice the how I story said it was my end. favorite thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, let me just chime in here. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, it's not, it's not one of my favorite things, but I like this one because obviously it makes a lot of sense that we're not ready for each other. And will these two ever be ready for each other? I guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in the epilogue, it seems that Ava Ava's has name. made her way to Belle, Fleur, Louisiana, and she's doing what every wanting writer is doing is just like really soaking up the culture around her yeah um the food the people the stories and everything and it's, it sounds great obviously the heat is killing her head but hey at least she gets to write a book yeah um and she's staying in her mom's childhood bedroom actually at her aunt da's house exactly which yeah. is crazy because like oh my god there's i'm thinking right now like there is so much that would inspire me if i was writing a book about my own history like going to the roots and like, like really I like know. really like absorbing the walls and i know it sounds very like <laughs> i don't to other people but like if you're a person who's creative writing everything around you needs to really like be reflected in your writing as well you have to 
I guess like soak in every single detail. Anywho, yeah. I love that for her. Obviously, in this in this epilogue, they actually they actually have a lot of um, text messages going between Shane and Ava. So Shane right now is still in Manhattan. Is he? Yeah. So he's still in Manhattan. Yeah. He's running eight miles a day. Yeah. Um, Ava's enjoying Louisiana. She's met several seven cousins, ninth cousins. You just see the name Mercier and yeah. they, they'll and find like, a way oh, to be connected. Cousin. Exactly. <laughs> um, but Shane's, they're texting each other. They've not spoken on the phone yet because mm-hmm. Ava doesn't real feel like they're ready to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're going through the moments and then eventually Shane has to leave James Baldwin's house because he didn't think that far in the future. Yeah. And she's like, oh, stay at my house, which weird, but okay. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I want to hear your voice. And she's like, not yet. I hate like, that. Mind you, you guys are 30. But anyways. I was just like, girl, leave a voice memo at least. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which she does eventually end up doing. Yeah. Um, and she meets this lady who's like 104 years old. Uh, Mama Faye. Mama Faye. Um, and she was the no- the math teacher for like four generations yeah. of black people in Belfleur. And she knows that she knows her mama. She knows her great grandma. She knows her grandma. Yeah. And she knows that her grandma Cohealed, Cohealed it. Cohealed. Khalid. Khalid. Yeah. Maclo. Yeah. Maclo. She was the one who had the headaches. Yeah. Like uh, like Ava. Mm-hmm. And the fact that everybody thought that she was cursed. Her daddy thought she was a curse. Mm-hmm. Her first husband thought that she was cursed. Mm-hmm. And that they had put a curse on them. And she had, like, two exorcisms done on her. Yeah. And, uh, uh, what's her name? Mafe? Mafe. Mafe was like, I knew she was not cursed. Yeah. I knew she was clearly sick. But men always got to blame the shit that happens on them, on women. Claiming that there's evil women doing things to them. Yeah. Which is, (laughs) I've never heard a word before. Okay? (laughs) Retweet. (laughs) Retweet Mafe. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, she just she she's just soaking up these stories about her her great grandma. Oh, and she even tells Shane that she finds out that her great grandma didn't want to leave her her grandma her, her grandma Chloe. Yeah, she had to because when she was born, she came out darker than expected. Yeah, and her husband at the time thought that she was cheating. Yep. So she did. She also didn't write passant blanc on the mirror. She wrote across her whole body. Mm-hmm. And when the police came. Um, the son had to pay like a good amount of money yeah. to have the story not ran up to not question his racial purity. Yeah. Um, very sick. It's very sick. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think even like having her, you know, been shown these different stories. Oh yeah. And, like, you know, it's, it's more of like, wow. So y'all just been carrying this, you know, this generational curses, genera- yeah. you know, and it's, and it's not true. Obviously we, we, I mean, we know now, um, but I, 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 this is, I'm going to say it's one of my favorite parts of the book just because yes. I really, really, I, she's been talking about it for a while and now she's there and like, she's really soaking up all these stories. It just made me feel so warm. And I know that book is going to be fire. And that, this is why again, <laughs> T Williams, <laughs> I know you're actually from Louisiana yeah, she is from and Louisiana. you are a Creole woman. Yeah. She's from Creole. If you have a similar story, put Audrey's YA novel down write this this for me this is this is what i want more than eight more than cursed (laughs) you never wanted cursed no i didn't i just (laughs) forgot to appease you um this book about the mercy of women is what i really really want honestly there i just know it i just know it's gonna taste so good 
tastes good, you yes. gonna eat the paper? I'm gonna eat it. Look <laughs> it up. I just know it. The stories are gonna be so delicious, and I don't know how. Tia Williams at Tia Williams. Um, do you Where see actually at her? Like, do you see my vision? <laughs> do you see our vision? <laughs> if you're looking for a um, uh, professional reader, I can you know, I can read a couple drafts manuscripts, no problem. Um, but I definitely want. I just honestly, know it's especially be so the great grandma girl. Imagine have like I know we already have stories of women who pass and stuff yeah. like that, but like. Oh my god! Like I just need to. There's nothing so tiring. There's nothing juicier than oral histories in the back community. Yeah. Like there, especially coming from the voice of women. Yeah, it does it for me. It just does it for me. Anywho, so obviously you know Ava is really excited by you know gaining new information about her great grandmother, her grandmother, and everything. Um. In the meantime, Shane. Yes. So Shane has moved into her place. Yeah. And his Audrey. House we find out that Audrey's stepmom, Athena, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite names, mm-hmm. she has a demisoid, which is something Audrey and Shade had talked about. And I didn't know what a demisoid was. was. It, is it called demisoid? I think so. Oh. Dermisoid? Demisoid? I have no idea. Essentially what it is, is, you know when some people have twins? Oh, it's a cyst. No, but there's oh. a term for it. Okay. So if you were pregnant with twins and one of the twins dies, oh. and the official term is like you, you absorb your twin's particles okay so you come you know, up with like in, maybe an extra my, extra toe yeah so essentially like you might have like an extra body part somewhere so it, so in this case audrey's stepmom had a cyst with like a tooth in it yeah um funny enough like my aunts they used to tell me like because one of my cousins was one of those twins yeah and she said the story is i guess the cameron story is like you ate your twin yeah <laughs> and i was like ate your twin how'd she eat her well inside, um, girl. And you know what's funny is that actually in Pitch Perfect, do you have you seen the first one? Mm-mm. Okay, well, one of the characters, she doesn't speak loudly. She literally, she's like, how much is And one day she's like, I ate my twin in the womb. <laughs> like, that's her thing, but nobody can hear her say it. What I hear her say it is the funniest thing. But anyways, okay. <laughs> so Audrey has this information. She tells her mom to tell Shane this. And then, yeah. And then Ava's like, here's a group chat. Y'all can talk about dermatoids or dermatoids or whatever. Yeah. Um. So and then Audrey's like, what's up with you, Shane? And he's like, you know, grieving. And she's like, you need to go therapy. Black men not going to therapy is an epidemic. It and I is. was like, word, Honestly, word, put word. It on a t-shirt. Put it on a billboard. <laughs> put it Put it in our schools. <laughs> put it everywhere. Honestly, you know, put it on the PlayStation 5 so they can read it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, every time y'all be watching uh, the playoffs or whatever, it's an ad. <laughs> black men don't get therapy; it's an epidemic. Honestly. Are you black men? <laughs> Put it on the betting sites, okay? Uh, seriously, <laughs> <Fan Duel? laughs> Oh, forget a parlay. Yes. Parlay to the therapist, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so she says you need to go therapy, and he decides to go to AA, which is as close as we're gonna get. Yeah. And he tells the AA people, he's like. I'm here because a very astute young lady mm-hmm. told me to come here mm-hmm. and I'm going to do just that. And yeah, and I'm going through something right now, which I think is important. One thing I love about Shane is that in his own little way, he always is like dedicated to making himself better. Yeah. Um, And at the meantime, Ava sent him five huge Dracaena plants. Yeah. And he's watered them. He's just put them everything. in the sunlight. But they're still dying. And yeah. I was like, yay! We all know what that up, means. They're soaking up all the Why bad juju. Why did Mama Cole tell us about it? And, oh my God, now I need to get a plan. Like, for real, for real. 
Yeah. Um, I love that the plant thing worked though. I'm it so did. easily sold. Like, I give me five plants right now. Deceased plants are good luck. <laughs> Mama Cole said so. Yeah, I believe her. <laughs> Is it Mama Cole said it or Lizette said it? Lizette said Mama Cole told her. Yeah. And let me tell one thing about Mama Cole. She's not a liar. She <laughs> never lies. a little bit of a liar. But Mama Cole, a liar. No. Mama Cole, she would never lie. Anywhere. <laughs> um, um, that was cute. I love yeah. that. And Shane doesn't want to throw out the plants because they remind him of Ava. Yeah. And at this point, they've sent a voice message or two and they call every morning. Yeah. At like 9 a.m. And they're like, um, oh, so then at this point, she's like, I kind of wish you were in Louisiana with me. Mm. And he's like, do you want me to come? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no life so then audrey in the meantime notices that her mom sounds a little you know stressy stress yeah because she's writing it alone technically Mm -hmm. and um she she calls up her auntie cc and it's like time for you to scheme Mm -hmm. so cc does what she does best tells shane come to atlanta there's a festival i need you to go to tells ava i need you to come to atlanta because it's ken her husband's birthday yeah come to the birthday they both show up at the place. Nobody else is there but each other. And they're yeah. like, uh, what are you doing here? He's and like, I'm like, here for the uh, Peach, uh, Peach Tree, Peach Book, Tree Festival. Book Festival. And she's like, oh, I'm here for Ken's surprise birthday party. And the waitress is like, well, anyways, don't serve them alcohol. Neither them drink at all the seltzer that you can get. Yeah. And they're just like, okay. What is going on here? They're like, this is Cece's, Cece's doing. Yeah. Um, But then they're like, you know what? She actually's like, he's like, She's like, would you have actually come to Louisiana had I asked? He's like, yeah, I already had my bag packed. I was just waiting for you to say it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I I was just, I was going to ask you. I really was. And they're like, at this point, they do that thing where they finish each other's sandwiches. Sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) It's a reference from Frozen, guys. Yeah. But, um, she's like, I, I, he's like, at this point, I don't think we're able to stay away from each other. Yeah. They're soulmates. We're soulmates. You yeah. Know? We're tied on the roots like trees. And Shane says, loving you never ends. And he said this before. Yeah. And we said, damn. Both of us. Because it was intense. That is such a romantic thing to say. Like, if somebody yeah. doesn't tell me loving me never ends, then I don't want it. Like, I'm sorry. It's a very sweet. But then think about the journey to get there. Oof. It, I know it's endless. It's I don't want quite, what they did. It was very did. intense in a very short period of time. You know what? I just want everything post the nap house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he says he says more sweet words. I think like, yeah, he said, loving you never ends. And um, wherever you are, whether you're Genevieve or Ava, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be there. Um, I love you. You're home. And I want you forever. That's what he says. Oh, and she's like, God. forever? He's just like, yeah. Forever, <laughs> and yeah so i think they embrace and then they kiss and yeah and um they just right there you know in each other's arms just loving each other and everything and loving you and then that's how it ends you guys we get a we get a happy ending um not for now but forever Yes, because actually the writers did talk about that they're like there's happily ever now yeah i hate yeah happily ever nows because in my head, every time I finish a book, they've gotten married and had babies. <laughs> wow. Use your imagination. Like you can honestly, right now, with all this information, you can conjure um, part 15 of Curse easily. 
You have all the material right there in that book. Seven Days in June. Seven Days in June, everybody. Seven Days in June by <laughs> Tia Williams. Um, that's it, Odilia. We we did it. We did it, Joe. Um, <laughs> you act like it was a struggle. I, no, it wasn't a struggle. It was. I'm gonna say it's a struggle because it was stressful. Yes, it was very stressful. And then when, you, like you said, when you think about the chapters we're going through, girls, are seven days. I know. And so much had occurred. I mean, Ty. We we got introduced to Ty. He died. We got introduced to Lizette. <laughs> The disappointment. I don't know. <laughs> she was. I like the idea of her being Abby Lee Miller in Texas. <laughs> Lazy, snobby. <laughs> to poor Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Um. But yeah, I loved this book. It was so emotionally draining. I think there were times where I said, "Nah, Shane and Ava cannot be together because this is so toxic. This is so unsafe. Like, look at y'all. Dysfunctional. One almost overdosed. This one here is doing something else. Like, your two kids who were abandoned terribly by, you know, this quote-unquote caretakers you have. And you found love. You found home with each other. But it was not executing the best way because of the environment that you're in yeah but i'm happy as adults that they were able to maybe recognize this and maybe audrey even helps a little bit because she throws in her little gen z celebrity therapist protege information in there like are you the turtle are you not the turtle you know what i mean epidemic black man goes to (laughs) therapy (laughs) like she's she's throwing words you know what i mean statements like she's definitely gonna be a big star in the future i can see it absolutely um and that was great i also love the side characters i got i felt i feel like i got enough of belinda i think i got enough of cc as well i really enjoyed them and how their friendship works and overall like are we gonna rate this book yes what is our scale again is it out of 10 i think we do it out of 10 um you first I'm of course I have to go first. <laughs> My surprise. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give this a strong eight point five. Eight point five. I'm gonna give it an eight. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> when I rate it, you just take a point or two above or below me. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because, um, you know what? Let me try and remember how much I like the book. It's not an eight point five because y'all killed Ty. Truly. There's also that. You know, if yeah, he lived, it would have been a nine. Yes. <laughs> so that's our scale. If you're going to kill off the character, oh, word. you're going to lose points. A hundred percent. Don't Why make you put me through the characters. It's emotional distress. And I'm no. going to be sending you a bill. <laughs> so you get a solid eight, Tia Williams. Yeah. But I will say, like, I, I know I've only written t- read two books this year, but this is the best <laughs> book I've written. I've read. <laughs> So far, and uh, it'll no. be hard to top it. I won't lie. Um, it out of two, the best <laughs> girl. Stop playing, man. But, um, yeah, I love the formatting of this book. I know it's so like crazy that you really you know, clustering everything into seven days. But yeah. I do like the movement from like a Monday to a Tuesday to and like, and seeing how things progress. I just think it's really cute. Like time passing and then the flashbacks in between. I just, I enjoyed, I just enjoyed just breathing in through the stories of the different um, characters. So I would say that's strongly where my rate is coming from. This is formatting of the book. I enjoyed mm. it. Um, and the language was good as well. Storytelling. I think fantastic. I fell in love with, um, 
the character building. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I thought Shane was such an intricate character. Mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to wrap my arms around him. Why? Because he was just to so fix broken. Now hold on. No, I'm gonna ask you all those questions. That's a legitimate question. To fix. <laughs> Is that what you're I doing? just feel like a hug intricate to fix him. Okay. Can I speak? Yeah. Go Can ahead. I speak? Please. I just think a hug would help him mm-hmm. but not fix him and i just felt so bad for 17 year old shane and i mm-hmm. you know i wanted to hug 17 year old shane how about 13 year old ty i also wanted to hug him so so tight mm-hmm. and give him 200 dollars. absolutely um, more than 200 honestly. to not go to the i say i'll give you 400 to not go to the studio how that sound yeah um i'll give you this mic and you can record off my computer but yeah, I just wanted to wrap my arms around Shane. Like, I just thought he was such an interesting character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just, he was just, he was so thoughtful and, like, I think some of y'all need to start making the male characters more difficult to love. I don't know. Nah, y'all keep doing that shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, You're right. Very thoughtful. Very observant. I think people who are able to look at, people who come from uh, situations the way, Shane grew up was awful yeah. and trying to find ways to not like almost like not repeat it or like pass it on to yeah. somebody else or like project, you know, your anger and your frustration from it to other to the kids that he mentors. Right. It's very it's 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 a big thing to do because yeah. a lot of us can just say, nah, forget it. You know what I mean? That's just who I am. That's how I'm going to continue. He, ha- he has shown many moments where he's willing to change. He's willing to adapt and, you know, develop himself. And be with Ava and, of course, Audrey as well. But I think that's also a testament to the fact that at the heart of hearts, like, Shane is a sweet little boy. Yeah. Like, I know childhood trauma was a huge theme in this book, but, like, for him especially, like, he, he's just a sweet little boy who needed a lot people of love. to love him. Yeah. And he never received that. And as we know, that, like, dictated every step that came after. Mm. So, like, <laughs> I just want to hug him. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I believe I can fix him. And you what? Said, and now she said it. And now she said it. I believe I could fix him. I I knew because a lot of I'm not. Please forgive me for what I'm about to say. A lot of us would look at a a person like that and say, "How can I make sure <laughs> that you are better tomorrow?" Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna buy you an Armani suit, and then I'm gonna take you with me everywhere and i'm gonna you know feed you all this stuff to try and like fix them but some i i never i i didn't feel that way i felt more of like i wish like i was a friend to help you out through your situation whether i mean so what's that to say no you want to hug him and you want to like i don't know you want you want to fix him i'm trying to support you okay i'm trying to help you <laughs> she thinks she's better i don't think i'm better i just look at it differently yeah whatever Anywho, um and yeah tia williams honestly i'm gonna be reading the perfect fine yeah i know they're turning we'll it into um, a netflix uh perfect fine. and whatever show, audrey's so. got going on yeah with the boy of her her summertime flame hopefully it's zion yeah, was I the joy of my Come world? Come on, Lauren Hill. Is Zion. Fire. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about our next book, actually. So, yes. Yeah, so, uh, goodbye, seven days in June. <laughs> <And> hello. 
We're saying goodbye to New York. We're saying goodbye to Louisiana. We're returning back to the coldest place I've ever been. Um, not the coldest, the the <laughs> cloudiest place I've ever been. Overcast permanently, chronically we're going overcast. Back to England, <laughs> where we're doing another British Nigerian author. Her name is Lizzie Damilola Blackburn. Yep. And the book is Yinka. Where's your husband? Yes. And Surely, um, where? <laughs> As girls getting to that age, the question's coming up more and more. Yep. So I, I know me and Yinko are going to be like, same, same. Uh. <laughs> because, you know, you spend your whole African household. You don't date nope. when you're in high school. God forbid. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. And then all of a sudden, you've peaked your, your early 30s. And everyone's just like, you don't early like men. Early 30s is kind. <laughs> The minute you go to university, the, by the time you leave with the degree, yeah, you should open with the husband. You, now that you've had this degree, <laughs> and you're so smart, you know? <laughs> so you got your degree and, and you, you know everything. You know everything. <laughs> Where is the man? Yeah, Where is the man to compliment it? Like, um, um, hello. So I'm. it's going to be interesting seeing how this, whoever these characters are, going to be navigating this, this, the cultural expectations of having a man. But I feel, I read the blurb and I think it has something to do with like, one of my favorite shows. Fake dating. Fake. Is it fake dating? It's fake dating because she has to find a date for. Oh, for a particular a wedding, event. And then they end up falling in love. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. I think it's fake dating. Okay, cool. So we're going back to our roots. Because our first book was about the fake dating stuff. Right. And so, it was a black British author. A black British author. We, were, we were in so the here we are, y'all. Place. Back to our roots. Don't right. know what's going on in the English water for my uh, my British diasporians. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. But I'm, I'm excited. Ready, uh, we, and those of you wondering, will we be doing British accents the way we did Southern Absolutely. Accents? I can't promise you that we won't. We po- apologize in advance. I don't apologize. I am a natural born Brit. She's a Scouser. Yeah, um, <laughs> I am. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be awful for people. It is. But, but yeah. Uh, yes. I can't help it. <laughs> like it's there. <laughs> I'm just like, hub, hub, hub. I have to do it. Um, but yes, please join us next week for our first chapters on our new book. And don't forget to follow us. Please like the content. Please interact with us, whether that's in our DMs or whether in the comment section. Let us know what you think about the podcast, but also the books that we read, most importantly. Um, and that's you all can, I got. Yeah, so do that. Everything she said at Romantically Lit <laughs> at Romantically on Twitter Lit. and Instagram. Twitter and Instagram. Or you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts just to let us know, you know, Wagwan. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear what you guys think of the books or what you think of us or any books you think that we should be reviewing. Um, obviously, they have to be black romance novel, preferably with two black people as the love interest. <laughs> um, I just got to put it out there. Um yeah, and, and thank you for getting all this way and thank you for listening. Thank you, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.